Baseball is a game of discrete, one-on-one, well-defined interactions between a hitter and a pitcher. And while current-era data analysis has expanded our understanding well beyond what was happening in 1980, especially on the defensive side of the sport, it's still a much simpler sport to analyze than basketball, in which each play on the court involves ten players moving in dynamic, undefined, and unlimited patterns. It is quite easy to determine exactly how much offense a batter is able to produce or how effective a pitcher is in limiting opposing offenses. It is much more difficult to accurately assess the value of individuals in a sport of team-based actions. That whole series of factors created a market opportunity that Guth was eager to step into. To my knowledge, there wasn't a heck of a lot of statistical analysis on basketball and I migrated from other things I was doing because it looked like a wide-open field at the time, Ruth said. You had Bill James coming out with his baseball people and were looking at numbers a lot, and there was an early piece in the American Economic Review about baseball. But, to my knowledge, I'm not sure there were other things out there about basketball. Guth set out to examine basketball through the lens of the economic principles that underscored his normal work. In his mind... A lot of the work at the time being done on baseball dealt with estimating the value of what he called the individual player's marginal product, which, in economics parlance, is the output that results from one additional unit of a factor of production. In his mind, a lot of the work at the time being done on baseball dealt with estimating the value of what he called the individual player's marginal product, which, in economics parlance, is the output that results from one additional unit of a factor's production. Essentially, once you determine what a batter's capabilities were, it was reasonable to be able to project how he would do in a series of individual at-bats, and to determine his composite product by adding up all of his estimated at-bats for a season. Additionally, while baseball games are constrained by outs, they are not constrained by a particular number of at-bats, or production units, so to speak. Because of its team-based, dynamic nature, Basketball isn't nearly that linear and is much more complicated. The other four players on the court, with a particular player, directly impact his ability to produce, for better or worse. Also, because professional games are 48 minutes long, with five players on the court at any one time, you are constrained to 240 total minutes of production for a game. As a result, as Guth explains, any time you add somebody, you can't say he brings all the talent he has. He also replaces somebody, which has to be accounted for in the analysis. By 1982, Guth had created a database of all available NBA statistics from the league's most recent few seasons, and built a proprietary program first called FAMS, Free Agent Market Simulator, and then FAME, Free Agent and Trades Market Emulator, that crudely allowed him to determine a value for adding a new player to an existing team. It was groundbreaking stuff. As Guth noted with a chuckle during our phone conversation, his biggest mistake may have been in how he marketed his output. I should have called the stat wins against replacement, he said, paraphrasing a calculation that's now commonly used in sports in similar replacement analyses. War is a fundamental economics one concept, adapted to the reality of sports, which over the course of the season is pretty well set. As detailed in an August 1982 Sports Illustrated article written by now-famed basketball writer Alexander Wolfe, 
Guth became most well-known for his analysis concerning Moses Malone, the league's reigning MVP and future Hall of Fame center, who, at the time, was a free agent after having completed his contract with the Houston Rockets. Thanks in part to collusive efforts of the NBA owners at the time, Malone was not receiving offers from franchises other than Houston, and Guth believed that to be a huge mistake on those other teams' parts. Guth's economic roots shaped a system that focused on which teams should pursue a player like Malone based on the projected financial gain that player would give a new team, driven by improved performance on the court in relative terms. But when he focused more singularly on the projected on-court performance of the new player, exclusive of the monetary aspects, the story changed a bit in terms of where a specific player like Malone would make the most impact. As detailed in a NERA company newsletter in 1984, much of Guth's system was based on proprietary formulas that tried to place value.